You are listening to episode 80 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about overreactions. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Welcome. Come on in. We're talking about overreaction today. Or like, oh my God, you guys, I'm totally freaking out. What is an overreaction? I think almost everybody has either said or heard phrases like, stop overreacting, or you're totally overreacting. But what is it? I'll share a a personal history. When I was 32, I was diagnosed with complex PTSD, and this was after years of receiving lots of other mental health diagnoses and even physical diagnoses because my whole system seemed to be challenged with choosing appropriate reactions to stimulus. And if you have or know people who have been diagnosed with PTSD, it can seem like the reactions that people have are really just out of proportion to the to the stimulus. And I know at the time, my life felt like I was in this like desperate ocean of either under or overreacting. And I was so grateful to receive the diagnosis. It was the first time that I actually had a description of my experience that seemed to reflect my personal reality. I am delighted to share that I no longer identify with those diagnoses. That isn't to say that I don't still have reactions that are trauma-like or trauma-based. However, I have learned so much personally about the habit of overreacting, and so much of the work that I do now is about understanding not just the biological or chemical aspects of what would be considered an intense reaction to stimulus, but also how to adjust over time the patterns of reacting, or what we call thinking and feeling, that allow me and others that I work with to have a more moderate reaction to things going on. I define overreaction as a couple of ways. One is that very simple way is responding to a a situation, a stimulus, with an intense reaction that seems out of proportion to the stimulus. And put another way, I define overreaction as a reaction or response that isn't what we would choose for ourselves when we're in our most confident state of mind. You know, when you think about when you're feeling confident and secure, grounded, as some people say, chances are you don't personalize or respond intensely or reactively. You You can take that information in and evaluate it when you're in a confident self-secure frame of mind. 
I don't necessarily think of overreactions just about the actions, the action of behavior, and we'll talk a little bit about those, but I often think that overreactions are about the sense of choice. Again, when you're in your confident, self-secure frame of mind, you're able to manage your reactions a little bit differently, whether it's automatically or, you know, with some thought behind it. And I think when you're in those situations, when you're not feeling heard, when you feel like your values have been compromised, or you just feel like you don't have the energy to react any other way, those conditions of feeling like you're not confident and self-secure, but you're instead, you know, exhausted, even threatened that you might have what we would label an overreaction. But let's talk about different types of overreactions. I see external overreactions and I hear of and have experienced internal overreactions. So let's talk about examples of each and then we'll go into what causes this to happen in the first place. An external reaction could be something like, Um, someone says something to you and you get really angry or you start to, you just burst into tears and an internal reaction could be something like you sent an email to someone six years ago and you still go back and you, you read it and ruminate on it. It's just the, the actions that are being chosen are not proportional to the situation. It's not uncommon for people at work to have internal overreactions where maybe there's feedback from a colleague and the person having the overreaction. It just, it's like they, they feel this intense embarrassment or fear. They might feel like their mind is going blank and they might think to themselves that their colleague is being rude or disrespectful when again, they're in that confident self-sufficient state of mind, they might just see it as, ah, that's just an opinion. I can take it or leave it. Those are just a couple of examples of internal overreactions and external overreactions. But what causes an overreaction in the first place? Now, I have my own personal experiences. I was really very much an overreactor In my past, I have worked with several people who also identify a lot of their behavior as being overreactive, whether, again, it's external and other people could see it, or it's a little bit more of the internal nature. And I've identified a little bit of a cycle that happens. There's a buildup of pressure. Maybe there's expectations that you have of yourself that other people have of you. Maybe sometimes what causes a pressure to build up is when something happens that's really unexpected in the first place. I I know for me, a lot of my overreactions would happen when I felt like something came in that I wasn't anticipating. That just, again, back to kind of like a PTSD response, it would just, it would just totally short circuit my prefrontal cognitive processing, and I would just have this intense, almost animalistic at times reaction. So that's the first part of the cycle is is these the expectations are 
causing pressure to build up or something is just wildly unexpected. And then I think in a lot of cases, there is a sense that the person who is about to have the overreaction feels like they don't have the resources to deal with the increasing pressure. Tired, angry, hurt, overwhelmed. These types of feelings can intensify when there's a sense of like there's this pressure buildup. Things aren't going the way I wanted. I I am trying my hardest, but it's nothing matters. I don't know what they expect from me in the first place. These are the kinds of phrases that show that pressure buildup and then feeling like I just don't have the resources to deal with it. I'm too, I'm exhausted. I am overwhelmed. And then boom, the pressure may be released in what we might label an overreaction. So this could look at like, you know, like there are people who are like, I was just in cleaning up the table. My kid did or said one thing and I just exploded. And I, I'm, and then there's like the, the, other side of the overreaction is this sense of shame, embarrassed, um, defeated. So you can see that there's this whole life cycle that can come with overreacting that perpetuates this unhealthy cycle of one's self-concept. It's things are out of my control. I don't know how to handle it. Kaboom, I overreact. And then now, see, it's just proof that Things are overwhelming and I can't handle it. It becomes really, really, um, it's just really hard when you're somebody who overreacts and you don't understand it. It can be so hard to know what to do. It's almost like the way I hear people describing being an addict or something. They, they're like, I just, I, I try to stop, but I can't. I, that's how I hear a lot of people who overreact describe this cycle that can play out. Now, let's start talking about, so what do we do about that? Let's look really big picture for a moment. In our society, we're taught that stress and anxiety and pressure are often because of what's happening outside of us. It's the job, it's the marriage, it's the kids, it's politics, it's the blah, blah, blah. Those things are causing us to feel stressed out and anxious. But how can that be true? I think what's so powerful in coaching is just to think, wow, you know, I'm having this reaction, but you could have a hundred people in the same situation and you could have 500 different reactions. Like even inside ourselves, we don't always have the same reaction to an external stimulus. In my personal research and in the in the work that I do is faced with things happening outside of us, which will always happen as long as we're alive, what causes some people to process it and stay in their grown-up frame of mind, that confident, self-secure place, and what causes other people to feel a lot of pressure, anxiety, and then for some of them have an overreaction. And I think the the most consistent thread I can see is that it's because of expectations. Maybe we thought something would go a certain way and it's not. 
Or we thought we'd have a certain experience and we're not. Or we're telling ourselves, like, it's just too much. I'm so overwhelmed. It's more than I can handle. But what if it's not? What if it is what you can handle? As they say, you can eat the elephant one bite at a time. And that can be really easier said than done because it's not easy to disable some of those mental expectations, especially for most people. We don't even know that those expectations are playing out in our minds. Imagine you're in a situation where the pressure seems to ebb and flow over time. So I am in a situation, I won't disclose a lot of the details, where I notice my reaction to the situation, it ebbs and flows over time. Sometimes the situation doesn't bother me at all, and I think to myself, I can handle it, I'll do whatever happens next, I take it day by day. And other times I feel like that pressure is really building up, and I feel a little bit more lashy-outy. This situation is nuts. I also, in all fairness, we're human beings and we're mammals, which means we have hormones. And sometimes different hormones are at higher or lower levels. And I think that that also can contribute to how we react mentally, emotionally, physically to certain pressures outside of ourselves. In this situation, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, I noticed that pressure. And again, because I've done so much work on my own overreactions, I really notice that when I start thinking, I just, oh, like I'm angry, tired, frustrated, overwhelmed. That is for me a signal that I'm on the overreaction cycle and I need to take the next exit. And, and that's really helpful. So what those are my, Indicators. If you're someone who overreacts or you live or work with people who overreact, you may observe certain triggers as well. Are there certain phrases? Like I may think, oh, I wish da da da. They should da da da. This situation da da da. Like I start like trying to solve the whole planet. I get really blamey in my mindset. Maybe you work with people and you start seeing some of these indicators. And then if if it's just feeling that tired or angry or you've had a sick kid for weeks and you just, your reserves are a little bit lower, that may be an indicator too for yourself or for people that you live or work with. That's all about overreactions, the way I define them, and the way that I see them broken down almost by the phase. The pressure and expectation builds up, the resiliency seems to decrease, kablamo, and then shame or embarrassment on the other side, and maybe discouragement. But what do we do about it? Well, I mean, in a perfect world, we'd each one prevent our own overreactions. And quite honestly, I think that's helpful most of the time. If you can identify, if you're someone who has overreactions, external or internal, if you can identify your your triggers and where you feel like the pressure's increasing and your resilience is dropping, how you can see what's happening and intervene. And 
we can't really do much around other people's except maybe to offer some support and encouragement if we find that there are people who seem like the pressure is building up and their resiliency is decreasing. But we don't live in a perfect world where we can prevent all of the overreactions. Sometimes we overreact. How do we recover then? Well, start with yourself. If you are the person who had an overreaction, how you recover is how you talk to yourself. Are you blaming, never againing? I never, I never, I'll never do this again. What if you reacted to yourself with, you know, this happened. We're, you know, everything, everybody is okay. We're going to, to do whatever it takes next. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, that overreaction can release some of the pressure and it can help if we're able then to show up with that confident, self-secure part of us. And maybe the overreaction affected other people. If it was an external overreaction, maybe it is appropriate to apologize and to just see what recovery you can do in the relationship. So recovery is about relationship rebuilding. It's about reestablishing a connection with yourself and with others. And then when everything is cool, when the magma that is blown out of the lava has stopped flowing, maybe in that cooler moment, you can just evaluate. If you had an overreaction, whether it's something that affected other people or it was more of an internal one, you can ask yourself, is my overreaction based in some truth? Is there something here that I'd like to change? Just asking. What happened there? Is there a possibility to learn from this experience. Sometimes I see overreactions happen when a person's been trying to talk themselves into sticking with a crappy situation for too long. Instead of just going through the discomfort of leaving, they find themselves in this pressure cycle. Reactions happen every day, all day. And every one of us, each one of us has a certain style of reacting. It's our habit of reacting. Maybe you're somebody who sees a rom-com and weeps. And maybe for another person, it's like, yeah, whatever. Maybe you get really upset with things at work and maybe things don't bother you at all. And it could be different in different areas of your life. There may be some areas of your life where you're able to, as I say, take things in stride, and there are some areas of your life where maybe you tend to overreact. Chances are, the area where you tend to overreact, there's probably some ideas about who you are in that area of your life that are worth discovering. My invitation for you is to reflect on the cycle of overreaction in yourself if you identify with what I've been sharing, or what you see in other people that you care about. Notice if you label your behavior or other behaviors, other people's behavior, as an overreaction and why. And if you want to go deeper into this topic, I actually did an online group program that's now an online course 
that goes deeper into overreactions. Specifically, it was designed for parents who wanted to stop overreacting in front of their family. I work with a lot of parents about, they feel a lot of guilt. They're like, there are these little people who live with me and I flip out in front of them. And it's a real challenge. So if you're interested in that, the link to my online course page is linked in the show notes. So this week, as with all weeks, go and be a scientist. If this topic of overreaction rings true for you, just notice what you're talking to yourself about it and notice what that cycle is like for you. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.